Bombeck. What does that mean that you keep saying? Irma Bombeck? Yeah. Irma Bombeck? You're probably too young to remember this. Irma Bombeck had a series of uh, very popular books in the 1970s. The Grass is Always Greener uh, over the Septic Tank is one. Uh, Another popular one was, uh, If Life is a Bowl of Cherries, What Am I Doing in the Pits? (laughs) I'll give you a minute because I think it's got a little bit of a clever turn in it. You sound tired and uh, sick. Irma Bombeck. That's all I was saying. The latest you look nice today. It's like it's all Irma Bombeck stuff. You know, it's when you start talking about, isn't it crazy how you have to drive kids to soccer in these <laughs> shoes? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I shaved my legs. For, no, anyway. So, yeah, apparently that's the only kind of jokes I make. I see myself on Twitter sometimes and I realize... Uh, it's an internet thing. Was that really when you were over at Evan Williams' house, that Twitter? When mm-hmm. you hang out with him in his backyard? Which one is Steve? Which one is Steve? Hmm? Hmm? Oh, um... Hi, I'm Merlin Man. I invented Twitter. Look at me. I go to parties. You know, he, no, he has a... He has a guy. Famous people call me. Jeff Veen wants me to change his oil in his car. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I could do that. I, I used to be able to change oil. I used to change oil in my uh, VW van. I can I not change oil? I'm a hippie. I, I drive a van around the country. <laughs> um, you know what a lot of people don't realize? People like Marco. People like Ev Williams. Yeah. Uh, they have people. The Midas to, Touch people. They have people to barbecue f- for them on their behalf. <laughs> they have literally somebody <laughs> who lives on premises 24 hours a day. Right. You can pick up a, a red phone. It's a red portable phone. It's not even one of those Batman phones you have to leave in the library by the head. You, he picks up, literally picks up. It's a, it's a separate iPhone that no one has. It's an iPhone 11, uh-huh. and it's red, <laughs> which is certainly not available. That's not even a carry phone around uh, Cupertino right now, and uh, and there's only like seven people to have it. It's a, you, you got Marco, uh, you got Ev Williams, you got that uh, Ashton Kutcher guy, and uh, you know him, right? You hung out with him, right? Hmm. Kutcher. <sighs> yeah, I bet I bet he's nicer than he seems because there's really no other option. He's always flying out of a cannon. Mm, he could not be worse than he seems. Oh, by the way, I wanted to tell you, my little boy was very uh, disappointed that we ran out of time last night and couldn't, couldn't call you. So I'm. It's okay. I, I mean, I was, I was, I was kind of bummed. He was I like bummed. The, I, I like that you, you call me Mr. Merlin with him. I think that's really sweet. Well, we put the Mr. in front of, or Mrs. in front of the, the adult name just to differentiate that. Because it's we weird do, if a kid we calls do aunt, you. We do aunt and uncle. We do aunt and uncle. Only for certain people like Sandy, though. Oh, he's definitely, uh, well, he's Uncle Sandwich, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> this, is, this is not like, I, I haven't like formally put this in place because I haven't told my wife about it, but um, she just turned exactly four and a half last week. So we are going to um, try some new, she's going to, we're going to put MC or DJ in front of everybody's name. So if it's, uh, <laughs> if, it's if it's a man, it'll be, it'll be. MC That's Sandwich. awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or like our friend, I, Chris, our friend Christine. That's so cool. DJ Christine. Because <laughs> she's a lady. Like a lot of people who's pronounced as she. Yeah, I used to listen to hip hop. Dan, um, is it morning? It's morning, right? Good morning. Good. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. Good week? Big week. Huge week here. Oh my Huge. God. My week, my week has been bulbous, like, like a lance ready to be. <laughs> like a bell boiled. curve? Wait, I got that wrong. I said lance, boiled. Oh my gosh. I think I got my, uh, my nouns and my verb uh, unnound. Oh my gosh. Now, which one are the, the definite articles? Was that the band that opened for the Beatles? <laughs> the definite yeah, articles. That's, that's kind a, of a meta joke. That's a good joke. That's not really it. I got, I've got my... Um, I, I, I've heard a joke as a child 
that I reheard listening to the uh, the Prairie Home Companion, their annual Pretty Good Joke show, which is actually funny. Uh, and it's it's according to Garrison Keillor, it is the greatest joke of all time. And I'm torn between thinking it is either the greatest joke of all time or possibly the worst joke of all time. Would you like to hear it? Yes. Now I'm just I'm just stealing this from Garrison Keillor. It's a pretty old joke. Um, <clears throat> pig like that you don't eat all at once. See now, okay. Can I ask you, when I'm done with this, to retell that joke? Because every time I tell it, I tell it wrong. Okay. And it's so good. Okay, here's the thing. This is pretty quick. You ready? Okay, so two penguins are sitting on an ice floe. And uh, one of them says to the other, uh, you look like you're wearing a tuxedo. And uh, the second one says, who says I'm not? <laughs> okay, so good, this is a good you joke. Tell, tell it pretty quick. And you have to say ice floe. We can't say iceberg. It's kind of lettuce. Now, I've... I've been telling my daughter that that is, and this is, this is the kind of complex life uh, I, I've, I've given to uh, DJ Eleanor, is, is I explained to her that that might be the best joke of all time or possibly the worst. And I've, I've kind of got her doing it, but she's not doing it right. So it's probably the worst joke. Yeah. And she'll say like, okay, um, there's, there's a penguin. He says, I'm not wearing a tuxedo. Poop. <laughs> and I'll say, I think, if you remember, I think we agreed that from now on for the next week, every time we want to say poop, we say banana instead. And so she immediately says banana after she says poop. It's not, it's, it's actually even worse than it sounds. It's such <laughs> not funny in the way that she does. <laughs> Two penguins are sitting on an ice floe. First one says to the other guy, you look like you're wearing a tuxedo. Second one says, who says I'm not? It literally gets funnier every time you tell it. It is a good joke. Give it a year. It's like it's like the Big Lebowski. You give it a year. You first time you watch it, it's pretty funny. Second time you watch it, you're angry. Third through twenty sixth time, it gets a little better each time. Sometime around viewing fifty eight of the Big Lebowski, everything comes together in your life. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, you're right. You know, and I actually lost some important. I didn't. I'm not sure if I lost it, but it misplaced some important paperwork in the move from from Florida to Austin. So I what had to. Of, what kind of uh, what kind of papers? Paper, my business papers. <laughs> uh, actually, they they are. I um I got a rash. You can be all right. <laughs> I might need to lay down. I might literally. I literally might literally need to literally lay down. So I I lost my ordination papers and my letter of good standing. Is that where you became a minister? Uh, minister or, or priest? Okay. And I had to re. I had to get them, and uh, so now I have them back. Right. Hmm. Big hit of the llama. Um, so that's the Big Lebowski and DJs. Do you want to tell the pig joke again? Oh, sure. I can tell the pig joke. Okay. You ready? It's, yeah, I don't know pretty, if you can handle the pig joke. It's pretty short, right? <laughs> so sorry. let me tell this joke. Um, you told me not to have a topic today, and I'm afraid we're going to lose people, Dan. I, I don't want to lose people. I don't, you know, you don't, need a, you don't need a topic. What are you doing? What are you talking? Are you talking to a terrarium? What I just that? had to get a little drink before I tell the joke. I don't know. Take a sip of uh, some nice coffee. I don't know. Okay, go ahead. So, all right, take like that. So there, there is a uh, there's a guy and he's he's driving around. He's in you know, in the country and he's a bit lost. So he's driving around. He's looking for uh, someone to ask directions to. So he pulls up and he says to the there he you know pulls up in front of a, a small farmhouse. There's a farmer sitting out front and uh, next to him sitting on the ground. There's a little pig. The pig is missing a leg. And he just thinks, you know, that's odd, but I'm in the country, and anything could happen out here. It's all kind of a weird, you know, weird sort of a place. So he says to the guy, he says, listen, I've been driving around for hours and, and miles and miles. I'm all turned around. I can't figure out how, to, how do I get out of here? And he says, well, you're going to take a left at the old bar. You know, and he gives him one of these weird, you can, you can, this is the part where you can just have fun with giving weird directions and Shaggy strange dog. landmarks and things like that, right? 
that's up to you. You're going to have to run with that. Mm-hmm. So, oh, you take a left at the big bell. Hey, and then, uh, you know, uh, Terrence Potter's got that old beat up uh, uh, tractor over there. And then you <laughs> hang a right and you, you drive for about four. And so he tells this whole long story. Finally, the guy's writing it down. He's like, all right. He's like, listen, thanks so much. I felt like I was never, you know, going to find my way back to the highway. But got to ask you a question. That I noticed that that little pig sitting next to you, he's, he's missing a leg. Is that, uh, you know, what, what happened to him? Is he all right? Oh yeah, he's he's perfectly fine. Uh, in fact, this is this is the best pig in the whole world. And he says, "What makes him the best pig in the whole world?" He says, "This pig, this pig's a hero." So how's he how's he a hero? He said, "Well, uh, about two years ago, uh, we had a fire in the barn, and uh, this pig went and rescued every single other animal, all my livestock, brought him out of the brought him right out of the f- farmhouse, put out the fire himself." This is an amazing pig. This pig's a hero. said, really? He said, oh, yeah. Not only that, one time I was out plowing the field, and uh, there was a mechanical problem, so I went under the plow, and the thing fell on me, and I cut into my leg. I would have bled to death. But the pig came out, lifted up the tractor, lifted the plow right off of me, uh, wrapped up, you know, put a tourniquet on me, dragged me back to the house, called the hospital, performed surgery, saved my life. Again, you can come up with whatever you, you want here, whatever, you, you know, if you want to make an interesting farm story. You make it. Keep going. No, keep going. Keep going. Wow, that's, an ama- that's amazing. So that's, that's, ama- amazing that's amazing. This is an amazing pig. Well, what happened? What happened to his leg? Well, pig this great. You don't eat them all at once. <laughs> so that's a, st- that's a story. That's good. You that's can, good. But you can run with it. You can change it up. You tell it different each time. Yeah. It never has yeah, to be the same. You're not reading that's a script. I got, I, got a, I got a hell of an act there. What do you call it? The Aristocrats. That's a movie. I haven't seen that movie. You know the joke, right? I don't know the joke. I've never seen the movie. Um, Can you say it, say it on the air? I heard it uses foul uh, f words or something. Yeah, I uh, I if you want, I okay, do want. Here's the thing. I do want. <clears throat> I uh, is this a show I, today? Hmm. Go ahead, caller. This is. Um, I've had about four hours of sleep for the last week, uh, in, in toto, in some, and that's that's in base twelve. And I, if you want. I will take a shot. I'm I'm literally delirious. So I will, if you like, during the after dark, take. On the spot, I will take a crack at the aristocrats. That would be great. I've never, like I said, I've never heard it. Okay. All right. It's, uh, it's a showpiece. You know, it's like, uh, what is it like? It's like, uh, it's like macaroni and cheese or ratatouille, right? You, you, you put yourself into it, you know, and you could take a simple peasant food and then have a rat make it for you. Doesn't it seem odd that Anton Ego will come around that quickly to the idea of a restaurant full of rats? Am I, am I wrong? I haven't really paid that much attention to that movie. Is that right? Hmm. Hmm. It's good. It's good. It's it's very it's very it's very well done. It's not, not, not my favorite, but it's extremely well done. Uh, the rats are amazing. Very very talented. Um, but yeah, the food critic has a little monologue at the end when he realizes he's been eaten in a restaurant with rats. Spoiler alert. Hmm. Pat Oswalt is a, is a rat in that. You know, it's good that word word girl. You guys watch word girl. Oh, I have. Well, we have watched that. It's not not a big hit anymore. No, is this the show? We can start. We can start it right now. Um, I, I don't. I don't know if you follow things I do on the internet, but the last week has uh, has been. It's been a, a hell of a week for me. In the middle of whatever it is that I do, my uh, clicky keyboard died. Did you know this? Yeah, I saw, and you posted <laughs> you posted a, a picture, which is exactly what I thought it would look like. Can I ask? Did you did you just enjoy except it? cleaner? Hmm. 
Hmm. Did you just enjoy it at the 500 PX or did you really zoom in? <laughs> can I suggest you go? It's in show notes. I was, can I just suggest, Dan, I don't know if you've had breakfast yet. Can I suggest li- that you literally go to that page and, and please, if you, if you don't mind, you can zoom in. I did not realize there was a larger version. Yeah, of, but scroll of over to the top available. right corner of the photo and you'll see a little dingus. All right, I'm, go- I'm going there right now. So while you're doing that, uh, I had this uh, Tactile Pro 2 keyboard that you um, may be familiar with because it's deafening. And every time I'm on this program... Um, what well, is it, sprayed all over it? It's just... Yeah. It's just weird what's going on. You know what it is? No. I do, is it feces? Life. <laughs> so it is feces. It's got, hmm, it's got a light dusting of life, a whole lot of soul, and a big bunch of broken... <laughs> Wow. Yeah. What do you think? Did you really zoom in on it? No, I, I have it really as large it as it'll go. <clears throat> yeah. Did you click no, did you click on the dingus? You just what, go mouse what? mouse over with your mouse. Yes. And you'll see, don't you do you see a thing? No. Huh. But I can click it and when I click it it's bigger and then I can open it in a new window and it's bigger still. Huh. Have you disabled assembly? I don't have flash if that's what you mean. Flash okay. Um This is just so odd. Yeah, I wish you'd really get in there though, because I mean, it is—it's really gruesome. Do I need flash? Hmm? No, 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 no. I go to the uh, link there, and uh, yeah. So when you, you mouse over in the upper right-hand corner, you don't see a little dingus with a magnifying glass on the page. So you're on the page. Oh, God, this, yeah, is, this on is this is classic. This right is why here. people tune in, I think, for this. Yeah, I'll send it to you in the thing. Um. Yeah. Okay. If you open up the yes, now I see, but it does. It's no bigger. That's no bigger. The right-hand thing. It's the same thing I'm looking at. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's as big as it gets. I wish it was bigger. If you can't find the dingus, look on the robot. Okay. So I've had this thing. You you look at this thing, and this is in show notes. Uh, You look at this thing, and it's... I mean, it looks like something from like a museum that, you know, (laughs) there probably shouldn't be a museum for. And uh, the very bad things have happened on this keyboard, you know? It It looks like a horse did something to it. And I've had this thing. I looked. I, I, I'm, so, so here's the thing. I'm typing. I'm typing. And Dan, I lost my P completely. I completely, the P is gone. I got no P. I start typing P, nothing happens. There is a deafening clicking, click, clicking noise, but there's no P, which is unusual for a man of my age. So, you know, I tried to route around it. I blew it, you know, with air. Yeah. Uh, I haven't, you know, I never, I hadn't resorted to the whole taking off of keys thing and putting it in the dishwasher. So I, I didn't do all that. But uh, I switched. I was using that little uh, Bluetooth instead. But it's killing me. It was killing me the, the tech, with that gone, you know? Because I, I thought in my head, I'm going, this thing is so disgusting. And I've used it so much that I, I must have had this for 10 years. Turns out. Turns out. I went and looked it up on the receipt. Mm-hmm. This is from 2007. No kidding. This is as old as my daughter, almost. That's it. That's it. I did all of that in like five years. Like, what have I produced from all that that that, that uh, kipple? That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. So anyway, here's the thing. I think I could probably say this. I hope you won't mind. Um, but uh, a, a pal of mine, uh, Dan Dan Sturm, uh, completely out of nowhere and completely independent of this before this even happened. You know what he did? Mm. You want to hear what he did? Yes. I give you a hint. Yeah. He got it. He took it. He won't, got you a new listen, one. Listen. Hear that? Yeah. Not as loud. Still pretty loud. It's good. Sounds good. What is it? DOS keyboard. How do you like it? It's good. 
not not as good as, as your present, tactile as pro. As a present, it's like bonerific. Right. It's like, oh my God, Dan, you are so the best person ever to do that. Other than Dan Sub too. It was so incredibly nice. And I there's parts of it we should talk about it a little bit because we haven't lost enough listeners today. But I, there's parts of it I like a lot. It's not as clacky as the tactile pro. I mean that thing, do you remember what that thing sounded like? Sure, of course. No matter how if I was just trying to like, you know, do something very, very, very simple as quietly as possible on air, you can still hear like <laughs> yeah, it was very faint, but you, there's no stealth element to that keyboard at all. Yeah, and, and, you know, and so I, I, there's parts of it I like a lot. The keys for the F key stuff is in like different places than I remember, and for some reason, some configuration-y stuff is not like what I had before, so it's real confusing uh, to me. But it's, I, I like it, and I, I can recommend it. it you, know, it's the, you know what the biggest problem is? I was talking to Grooves about this, and I think he agrees. The letters... The, the typeface that they chose for the letters on the keys mm-hmm. is... It's different. It's alternative. It's not different. It's really, really bad. Mm. It's extremely... Oh, you posted a photo of the, uh, the, quote, the quotation mark, right? This should, you know what? For men my age, they should just have one of these hanging in the optometrist's office two inches from your face. And if you can tell the difference between the apostrophe and the quote, you don't need glasses. And, and you get a free ham. I mean, unless you're, you know... <laughs> you know, um, observing, but you know, it, it's very, it's weird. Like the E looks like a B to my eyes. It's, oh, they, did I mention they're all lowercase and they're all like Star Trek new generation letters? Yeah, they do look a little different, a little alternative. Yeah, but the, like you, you know how to touch type, so you don't, who cares? I know how to touch type as long as I don't think about it because I don't really know how to touch type. Mm. Are you a poker? I'm a poker. Yeah. I poke. Midnight I cheated. Poker. I cheated on, I think, everything in business administration. I, I, I always looked at the keys on the 10 key when Mrs. Vergadama wasn't looking. I always looked at the keyboard. And for, for learning Greg shorthand, I, I basically just scribbled kind of a cursive E over sure. and over. Yeah, again. of course. As you do. You know, did you ever, you ever learn shorthand? I always wanted to. It's uh, still on my, my bucket list. Hmm. Yeah. Where's, where do you keep that? And the bucket, where else? Come on. Okay. I'm just saying you could add things to that list a lot faster. Now, now, here's the problem is that if you ever look at shorthand, it's super creepy looking. It really looks weird. It really looks like... like it's made up. Ed, it looks totally made up. And it looks like something like Ed Gein would use to, to hide like terrible information from the authorities. My, my grandmother always wrote in shorthand, but she was from Kentucky. So um, I'm not sure. But so anyway, I've got this keyboard. And, and like, so Dan Sturm, Dan Sub 2... Like, I mean, I, I wrote him a, a little thank you note. I haven't sent him the proper Merlin Man thank you note yet, but um, uh, it's really, it's good. You know, and if you're looking, I, but wait, it has a little uh, crescent moon on it. I hit that and, my, and everything went away. I think that must mean sleep. Crescent moon means sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that read as sleep to you? Mm-mm. Hmm. Hmm. So, oh, and the slash. Oh my gosh, the, the slash. Wow. Anyway, it's a great keyboard, but I, I, I may blow my Tactile Pro again because I, I need that. I need the P back, and I, I, need, I, I kind of, you know, it's weird. I, I, uh, I, I advise against the whole, like, fetishization of your stuff because, again, that becomes, as we may discuss later, an obstacle. It becomes something where you end up, you know, getting so worked up about that. It's going to be a topic. Um, but like once you find the tool that you really like, I, you know, group said this on um, on the talk show. You know, we, the one reason we, the reason we talk about the the clicky keyboard so much it, is why, <laughs> as 
because we spend our entire day using it. Right? If you, and again, to go back to that old. If you do any writing, any kind of programming, anything at all, you're in front of that thing. It's, it's the main way you yeah, interact you with letters, everything. If you want letters to go into your computer, you know, unless you're doing that uh, Syracuse RSI talking. Yeah. Hmm, Josh, uh, then you're, you're going to need <laughs> some kind of thing to get the letters in there. And I don't know. I think, I think this is an interesting topic personally because it's, uh, it seems paradoxical and it probably is paradoxical. And remember, a paradox is anything that is a para- that, that contradicts itself or seems to contradict itself, which is a paradox, which is also a paradox. So I learned that in eighth grade. Never forgot it. Never forgot it. I haven't looked back. So here's the thing. You, uh, you, uh, you, you may find yourself getting really attached to, to, to these things. Now, I think what Gruber is saying, and I, I think I agree with you guys talked about chairs. It's another yeah. great example. I'd like yeah. to talk about chair a little more. Um, and your non-chair, your standing. But, you know, I think you get really attached to these things. And you, as with, to be honest, as with something like, say, Quicksilver, for a chef, like it may, might be like a knife. For Marco, it might be the guy who does his barbecuing. But you get really used to like doing things a certain way. And then when it goes away, you're like, ah, I don't know how to do this. Like I accidentally disabled command tilde because I was trying to fix a bunch of custom keys. Mm-hmm. Do you use command tilde? Switch, switch, switch windows inside yeah, all of an app? all the time. I mean, like, exactly. You probably had to think about it and go, uh, what? Yeah, I, I had to look at the keyboard long. and say, oh, yeah, I hit that like a billion times a day. And these are like two things we got from Windows, right? You got the command tab to go between or well, alt tab or whatever, but moving between apps and moving between windows. It's like, I can't believe there are people who don't know that. But I mean, like when I'm in, you probably do projects in TextMate a lot, I'm guessing, but I'll have 40 documents open or whatever. And I'll just go tap, 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 tap with the tilde uh, to go through them. I somehow disabled that and, and I felt like I left my fingers at home. I, had, I, was, I was completely lost and I'm screaming and I'm blaming the keyboard I'm Googling for what went wrong. Stupid Brassa Fressa, Snaggle Brassa, Dust Keyboard Brassa. And it, of course, it turns out I had disabled it myself. Oh, you, you had sabotaged yourself. That's right. Who, who, who watches the typing men? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I think that's an interesting thing, though, because I think it's worth contrasting or, or contr- contrast, as you like to say. Excuse me. Is that racist? <laughs> I, think, I, think the, um, I think there's a really not that fine distinction to be made here between constantly trying a million different keyboards we've talked about this too much haven't we i think yeah i think a lot way too much actually well you know here's here's the thing i uh really way too much huh Mm -hmm. i think so yeah huh so you could have said a lot you could have said too much but you went with way too much which is fine i was just being honest but uh as great as this uh this new keyboard is and i I think i'd adapt to this right you you adapt to new things yeah of course OS's change, offices move around, you know, wives leave. You get, you get, you change, right? You, you evolve, you know, as a person. And, uh, but I miss it. I miss it. So I'm going to blow my pee again. I'm going to blow it. I, uh, you know what you got to do, Dan? You got to be real careful, especially when you're tired. You, you, you're going to want to store your WD 40 really far away from the compressed air um, because the, the day will come. The day will come when you get them mixed up. Yeah. And you, and you try to blow your pee and you, and you put a bunch of, uh, you know, lubricant in your keyboard. You all right? Hmm? Hi. I, hi. I, I, I most decidedly need to lay down. Okay. You told me not to have a topic today. You, you demanded that I not have a topic today. I, I wouldn't go that far, but sure. You know, you seem to never miss an opportunity to tell me how much more you like the show when I don't have a topic. And I, I, I don't agree with that. I but do like that. You do like that. Uh, when, you have, when you don't have a topic that you spend too much time on, Mm-hmm. 
and then you show up and it feels more honest as opposed to rehearsed uh, and forced. Uh, uh, really? No. Okay. It does feel honest though. And okay. Not Name an episode where I did that and you didn't like it. Episodes you know one no. through 50. Oh my goodness. So we've only, we've only had, uh, had fi- fi- this is our, this is our 65th episode. Mm-hmm. Almost a whole hour that, we have recorded if you add up all the shows. If you put them all end to end. Yeah. What's that old? That's a great old joke. Laying end to end. Was it Dorothy Parker? Dorothy Parker. Dorothy Parker. Who am I thinking of? Dor- Dorothea Dix? Who am I thinking of? Fort Dix? <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, can I tell you about something I like? Oh, yeah, of course. Is that all right? Get a second? Yeah, 24 minutes in. I think we Dan, is there latency? Is there latency in this where somehow No, I'm just thinking what the what you want to hear. So I'm trying to, you know, it's your show. So That's so interesting because I'm thinking what I should say that you'd like to hear. Mm-hmm. Dan, our relationship is much less caustic when we're off air. I know. You know what I think? I think we sound more friendly when we're when we're when we're fighting offline. And I think <laughs> when you're literally needling me with needles on the show. Yeah. I mean, is our has hasn't our relationship been better than it's ever been lately? Strong. I'd say strong. Fairly strong. It's your State of the Union, strong. Mm-hmm. It's this thing I like a lot called uh, Mailchimp. You heard of this thing? I love Mailchimp. Okay. I'm, f- I'm familiar with its features too. In case you'd like to quiz me. Okay, so here's the thing: we got to we got to get to the meat quick on this because this is this is a very big, big, big week. Give me your uh, give me your. Um, Why don't I just go through it? I'll just do my little spiel on it really go, quick. Yeah, yeah, go. So just as a summary: pricing, free features, all of what? them, resources, what? complete support oh. exists. What? That's it. All of that. That's a rundown. Gosh darn it! That's a lot of stuff. I had a. I was telling my pal. Uh, uh, you just drop the, the name. Drop the name. Come on. She, she has a very popular blog, and um, she was saying that she's had the free account, and like for the first time in like whatever years or however. How many? Had, how many years has she been doing this? That I'm aware of. Yeah. Like stuff. Yeah. I became aware of her work in 2001. Yeah. Or two. This remember is the H- thing. This is the remember thing. When MT, remember is... when MT2 came out? You remember that? I do. That's about <sighs> when. Changed everything. And here's the thing. So you go in. I didn't even realize this. It's free. Never, Let's I've just never say it. Just like say it. It's, it's free. It's literally free. Do you have to get like a... You use a lot of silence. Is there latency, Dan? Do you have There's latency? no latency. Are you just thinking? I just want to say it right. I don't want to get have yelled at again after the show. you mindful? No. Oh. Okay. Um, why is this a big week, Dan? Uh, it is a big week... I'm sorry. Was that a rhetorical question? I don't think or was so. was that? Bulk bag. <laughs> bulk bag. <laughs> Do you know about this thing, bulk bag? We have started a thing. Now, here's the deal. We have a thing that is called the bulk bag newsletter. I'm very excited about very this. Very excited. Merlin, I just want to say this, Merlin. You yes. have been putting so much time. Sponsors don't, they think they're getting something neat and you, the way you pitch things, it sounds neat. And then you turn around and you spend such a huge aspect of all of you 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 fully devote yourself to something and it goes beyond it's not a perfectionist thing i don't think but it's just (laughs) it go because it goes beyond that it's something that is like you put your heart and soul in this and it reminds me of uh the boss and the boss said something like listen here's what he here's what he said what do you say he was being interviewed and the, the interviewer said you know i've seen you play live a dozen times and every time it seems like it's the, the concert of your life. You know, you, you put 100% into this. You don't ever just go out there and just look like, yeah, just having some fun. No, this is like, and he said, I'll tell you why. 
He said, somebody out there in that audience, this is the first concert that they've ever been to. Maybe the only concert they're ever going to get to go to. And wow. I, have to, I have to put my all into it. I have to give it 100% because that concert may just change that person's life. And that is, that is my privilege and my honor to be in a position where I can go on stage and entertain people and give them something that they're going to remember forever. Because this may be their first and only concert. That is amazing. And that's how I feel you approach uh, this stuff. And I'm, I mean it. I'm, I'm absolutely being sincere about this. Wow. That's how you approach When you approach it, you don't do anything halfway. You don't do it halfway. I could admire that. Thank you. I was just about to say that that's a lot of pressure for the boss to put on himself. But now being compared to Bruce Springsteen yeah. with that same standard is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be blowing my pee. That's, that's the thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so here's the thing. Let's get through this. You should be using the MailChimp. If you have a need for it, you should use it. I've, I've, I've been waiting for a reason to use it. And now I've got one, which is this bulk bag newsletter. So here's the thing. You go, you sign up for the bulk bag newsletter. You can, you can subscribe, you can unsubscribe. And this is, this is a new thing that will, our first, I, I, I was talking with our friend Mark about this. Dan, the very, 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 the premiere, the pilot issue of the bulk bag, five by five, back to work newsletter. But that's branded, you know, it's, it's back to work, but it's, you know, five by five brand. Right. Uh, it comes out, <laughs> comes out tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow tomorrow morning or at midnight or what I'm not, people... not going to commit. I'm going go, go for morning, but you know, I've, I've already had to, to delay the show twice this week, but now it'll come out tomorrow. And, uh, and, and this is literally unique internet and, uh, internet content from it us. Is, it really is. I think you'll enjoy it. Should I give him, should I tease a little bit? I, tease well, a little yeah, bit. tease him just a little because you want, there's so much in there. It's so well, packed. Don't see, yeah, it's huge. Well, can I tell them what the anchor piece is? Yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely yeah. tell them that. The, the anchor anchor piece is called um, uh, Erm Corrections So uh, <laughs> with uh, Carl, <laughs> Carl Van Hoot, uh, Doctor of Engineering. And uh, it's the tent pole uh, for the bulk bag That's this right. week. But, uh, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. So uh, it's in show notes. Uh, they've got a real squirrely Earl for, for linking to that. But uh, if you actually go to, if it'll be in show notes if you're, if you're listening to this. But, uh, you know, like I say, please go. And if you're interested, it's, it's, it's not, you know, there'll be things like show notes and stuff like that that you may have heard here. But um, as, as Dan was kind of to say, I'm trying to, not trying to, I'm going to have some new stuff every week for it that hopefully will be enjoyable. Uh, also, this will be where you find out how to ask Bluetooth. Uh, it's going to be a new feature <laughs> right. where you can finally uh, ask him a question. So you'll find out how to do that inside the <laughs> newsletter. And uh, if Bluetooth uh, likes uh, your question and we don't get sued for the repurposing of the image, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> we need we know what we need a canonical Bluetooth image that, that doesn't have a guy with a toothpick in it. We got to yeah, work on that. We will. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, check it out. Forever, um, forever free, free or flee. Is if you have fewer than two thousand subscribers, is that, that, is that Red Hot Chili Peppers tribute band? Yes, Forever Flea. Forever Flea. <laughs> you can send up to 12,000 12, emails per month. See, up to two thousand subscribers. Person, don't send them all to the same person. <laughs> well, two thousand people can get. Don't let that burn a hole in your pocket. Yeah, that's pretty great. And uh, you know, it's funny because I've been spending a lot time in this and one of the reasons that um i'm sorry i'm not i don't mean to sound like blah blah i don't really have a job but what was amazing is what i didn't realize until it was way i'd already procrastinated about this until i figured it out is you can hit a button it says source and you can paste in html so i write the whole thing in mark and and, you know in markdown i throw it out in mark you know the mark.app pitches that out as html i throw it in there boom it's a newsletter and i sent you a thing it looks all right huh 
Oh no! I can't wait for people to see this. It's so great. And, uh, per our request, we got uh, we got we got to figure out a way to display all these. We got we had asked people to um, um, make a header for us, free of charge, absolutely no compensation. You give up all rights when you give it to us. But yeah. our friend uh, Brandon Leedy uh, did a really really nice header for it. So uh, we may uh, we may end up using a different one every week because it's really cool. Anyway, enough said. Mailchimp, please go sign up for the uh, the bulk back newsletter. Like I say, you can get that insurance. Is there is there anything else that I should mention about that? That's it. No, you've got it. You nailed. it. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I just got a, uh, I got a DM here from, uh, I hope he doesn't mind me saying, I got a DM from DM. Dented Meat is saying, are you accepting contributions for the bulk bag newsletter? Hmm. What, what would I, that I be? I really had not thought of that. I don't, I don't know, but if it's Dented Meat, you know it'll be good. Is He's Dented funny. Meat He's got a best? funny sense of humor. Is he not the best titler? He's a good titler. Totally. Uh, you know what? I'm open to that. Let's let's diary that. So anyway, when, uh, please go uh, check out MailChimp.com. Uh, it's it's a terrific thing. It's very fun to use. It's a riot. Um, a la- regular laugh riot. Yeah, yeah. And so I think the plan is going to be. I know this, if you don't if you're not into this, well, you know, you know, you're not into it. But uh, it's going to be fun. And I think the notion is that we'll do one. Uh, we'll put one out after each week's show, like the day after, so right. we can have things like show notes in there. Yeah. So anyway, um, thanks to our pal Mark for doing that, and uh, thanks to me for, for not sleeping so much, but uh, we're very grateful to uh, MailChimp for supporting 5 by 5 and back to work. Boom. Dun, 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 dun. Don't say boom. Yeah, Don't that's the, boom. that's our safe boom. word. That's our safe word. <laughs> Red. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, Germans. Uh <laughs> You wanted to talk about stress the other day. Stress. Yes, stress. Wow. Your take on stress was interesting. We've got, oh man, that Pete Campbell thing. We still haven't talked about that. Arriving. Jamie Phelps, uh, JXPX1138, wants us to talk about incentive. Mm-hmm. Did we ever talk about leading and trailing economic indicators? Uh, uh, AKA, do we have Pablo, to? AKA, are you Pablo Picasso or Paul Lind? Question mark. And yes, we do. That's what you call way homer. Okay. You get the customers you deserve. We don't have to have a topic. I just, you know, I like to talk about something on the show, you know? We got all that, that, that fancy description about how we try to help people. So, you know, it just seems, seems normal that we try to help people. What's on your mind? What are you thinking about? I don't know. We were talking about stress. Yeah. Your uh, idea, which I think, I, you know why I'm avoiding talking about this? Because I don't have any answers for it at all. But that might be good. This, and this might be, you know, new ground for you to cover. All right. You, uh, we were having one of our daily calls and you were saying, uh, that it would be interesting to talk about the times in your life and obviously job and life in which you have to deal with more than one stressful thing at a time, usually in different domains. Right. And that's, we were talking about a mutual friend who, you know, has been going through some stress, whether they acknowledge, know it or not. Uh, and we, I was saying, you know, I think, I think it's, People are kind of set up to handle stress in you know, one front, but when there are multiple fronts and they're dealing with stress on multiple fronts, especially when one of them is in a place that they usually think of or reserve as being their comfort zone where they can escape the stress from one of the other fronts, mm-hmm. that all hell breaks loose and they become a person that they're not. Yeah. It's true for true for me, and oh, what I mean totally by what me. I mean by that is like you can say, well, and this may be a strange example, but you say, well, work is is usually stressful, but I decompress when I am, you know, at at home in a relaxed environment that I find familiar and comfortable. But then, when you're having your kitchen remodeled, for example, 
oh, we're having new countertops put in, for example. Now that has become disruptive and you've got people there, you've got a mess, you can't cook. And all of these things that were part of your regular life and your routine and provided you, whether you knew it or not, with some kind of regularity, some kind of a place that you could go that you felt, I, I, this is mine. I, maybe even I own this or I can find peace because I know what this is and how it works. Now that's been taken from you. So all of a sudden, that, uh, as, as you're so fond of saying, that soft place to fall has uh, been removed. And uh, so what do you what do you do? How do you handle it? Most people, I think that they they start to get pushed beyond uh, they're pushed easily pushed at that point out of their comfort zone. And and, uh, they don't know how to cope anymore because that was part of their coping skill. Again, this Mm -hmm. goes back to trying to, you know, I can't help but think about the Buddhist uh, take on this, which is. Uh, you know, the the world is swept away, and uh, what are you left with? You're holding on to things that are by nature impermanent. You're looking for permanent happiness in, a, in, a, in something that is impermanent. You're guaranteed to be let down, but we don't have to go there. Um, I, I, I agree. I'm just I'm thinking about all of those things because I've got a couple angles on that. For, first of all, I, I, think, um, I think everybody, almost everybody differs in how much stress they can handle or what kinds of stress they can handle. Because at least in my definition of, of what I would call stress, stress has this element of both anxiety uh, and hopelessness. That, to me, that's what makes stress different from being busy, for example, right? Or, you know, if, you know having too many options for what video game to play, like, you'll probably work that out. But having, as we've talked about before, having irreconcilable demands on you uh, right. at the same time really can build up to be, it's like a boiling pot. You're waiting for the lid to blow off. So to me, first of all, A, at least to me, my definition, stress is first of all, it's almost like depression, except with like anxiety. Right. Stress to me is you're in a state where there's, there are, there's, there's, you're, you're faced with a problem or problems that don't have, not only don't have an easy solution, but feel like they may be irreconcilable forever. And then B, it probably can and will get worse. So that this is, if I couldn't help thinking about like, I don't know anything about like military stuff, but like fighting a war. Like if you, you, you know, you think about like the way that like, you know, two guys are going to fight, like they run at each other and hit each other. But like what's much more complicated is you got 10 guys on your side or whatever. And you, you know, there's 10 guys out there, but you're not sure where, like if 10 guys decided to just run at you out of the woods, like you might be able to have like a pretty fair fight, but you don't know who's in those woods where there might be two guys over there and eight guys behind you. Right. There could be, uh, <laughs> as Andy and <laughs> says, a pincer maneuver, right. You don't, you know, <laughs> you don't know where that's going to come from. So I think a big part of stress for me is like, first of all, I go, ah, I have too much here. Like for me, it's usually like, I feel like I've got too much to do or I've got too much that is due. <laughs> and uh, I just say, oh, there's not enough hours in the day yeah. or there's not enough money or you know, time, money, all the resources that we all treasure and fear losing feel jeopardized at the same time. Plus, uh, there's a feeling that, <laughs> that for me, like everything could suddenly become catastrophic any second. 
that's that ang- where it goes from anxiety. So in other words, you know, we've talked before about flow. Like if you're, if you're really involved in what you're doing, whether it's your video games or you're making a newsletter, if you're really involved and engrossed in that, th- that uh, uh, there could be a certain kind of propulsiveness to your work that's driven slightly by you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so into this and it's due and like I'm in the zone. But that's very different from three people are expecting very different things from me. You're like, and then my keyboard broke the day before it was due. Right. So any of those things could be fine. Things that you would, you would and could handle in a sensible, calm, you know, reflective way on their own. But but when they come together, it's it's the worst. So, so and back to your example, though, this is this is I think I think you know being stressed at work sucks. But like you say, if you can come home to your castle and feel like oh, okay, you know, you can think of it as a Buddhist thing, but I think of it more as you know. You know, there's there's this thing we start to rely on, or this thing we start to like get comfortable with. How about this? You ever had you ever had your power go off? Oh. Back, back in Florida, power go off. Oh, all it's time. in Florida. That's every day. Oh, I know, I know. And so, so here's what, here's me. Even though that happens, like seriously, like once a month when, when I lived in Florida, uh, it's middle of the night, it, the power's off. I walk into the bathroom. What do I do? Obviously, I flick on the light switch. You'd have to try. And I go, "What are you doing, dummy? The power's off." And I laugh at myself. But then, because I, 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 I have to blow my peel out, I come back 20 minutes later, and <laughs> I do it again. I'm walking around. I'm turning light switches on, even though my brain knows that the power is off. Right. But that's already, I don't want to say hardwired, but like that is such a reflexive thing to walk into a dark room, go, hey, it's dark, and then <laughs> and slap the wall until, until it lights up. Right? I, I mean, you could call that a, a kind of Buddhist attachment, mm-hmm. but you know, I would call that a, a, a habit or an expectation that has become so ingrained that you don't, you wouldn't even miss it until it's gone. And just to take that example further, like talk about stress. You ever had your power off for like three days? It's so, especially if you got a kid. We've never had it that long, but like we've had it like overnight and into the next day. We haven't had, not we're talking like Katrina or anything. That's very stressful. Now imagine that your power goes off when you're working at home and have something that's due or late right? That is stress. So now you got a kid that, 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 that whatever, like uh, can't watch uh, Lemon Time or whatever that program is you like, you know, you got food rotting in the refrigerator. <laughs> you got a client. You don't even know how mad your client is yeah. because you don't have a way to find out. Your phone died, right? Maybe. And again, it's this sense of the unknown and the anxiety. I'm sorry, I'm prattling on, but I, I like your point when we've had our call, what I loved about what you said that really resonated with me is that you know, if you have these stressors all in one area, you can work out a certain kind of compartmentalization, right? If you're an oncologist and every day you spend some part of your day telling somebody they're going to die, you've got to have a way to walk away from that. Or you're just going to, you're going to lose your mind. If you're going to have any kind of job like that, right? I have a friend who's a minister and his particular job, one of our listeners, and one of his jobs, it's like, he's got to go to the hospital and like talk to people. Like he's got to do that. That's just, there's always going to be another person that he's got to talk to like that. It never ends. But hopefully, you know, you can walk, I don't say walk away from that, but you have this place you can go where that's going to be okay. But like, let's say then your mother-in-law moves in. Mm. <laughs> or let's say you're Marco and like you decided to get a new bat pole, you know, that's very, very loud. <laughs> Scratching is, up the floor. That is loud. Yeah. Oh, I tried, uh, I tried out the copper uh, bat pole. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I like the steel, but uh, it shows fingerprints. Does he have a bat? He probably has a literal Batmobile. He lives out there by uh, by uh, by uh, Xavier, right? Doesn't isn't the? Uh, oh, he's off. The, uh, he's off Briar. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Uh, what what uh, what's the address over two. there? Two. Okay. 
pool, a pond. Pond would be good for you. But that actually, oddly enough, gets us to the other interesting point of this, which is, you know, what do they say? Um, one man's trash is another man's treasure, right? Mm, yes. This is where we get to the that's fine for Merlin part. So you look at somebody, and there's that term people have started using, first world problem, right? Like you go, um, <laughs> oh, my espresso machine is under-maintained and my crema is not up to snuff. Right. And you go like, oh, well, boo-hoo. Well, everybody's, you know, your problems and your concerns mean the world to you. And, and other people's problems and concerns will always be a little bit abstract. Again, to, to, to quote the, the once slightly more sane Dennis Miller, nothing in the world is more important than my orgasm and nothing in the world is less important than yours. And that's, I think that's how people approach stress. You can say, oh, I, I got this stress. And like, obviously, because I feel that so intensely, I must have this worse than anybody's ever had. You know? But everybody's got their stress. Bruce Springsteen has his stress. You know, yeah. he's got high expectations, you know, on himself and others and people cope with that in different ways. So the final piece of this rant that I think is what, where we should springboard to next is how we each have a different tolerance for certain kinds of stress and how our reactions to these complex combinations of stress uh, can have a big impact on like what we're able to accomplish. I like that. I like where you're going with that a lot. Uh, having it, I'm trying to think, is there more to it than, than home and work? I, you know, I, those are, those are obviously two big domains. They're big enough. Life. Those are big enough, right? Yeah. And you know, what's weird is with stress. I think there's the, the kind of stress that I feel most acutely is the sense of privation. Like there's not enough of this thing here. And, you know, in the context of this show, that certainly could be time or, or attention, if you like, you know, in the classic kind of example, it's like you got three dotted line um, quote unquote bosses. Mm -hmm. Let's say there are three people who are empowered to give you work and cause you trouble if it doesn't happen. And those people are not getting on conference calls to make sure you're doing okay. They're independently making demands and changes. The scope might change. The deadline might change. And they're, they're certainly not, you know, like I say, they're, they're not sitting there on a conference call going, is, is, is Dan relaxed today? Yeah. They just want their stuff and yeah. they want their stuff and they don't care about the other people's stuff in a lot of cases, unfortunately. So those kinds of demands can be really stressful, but I agree with you. If, if I'm out there in the woods, you know, wondering if, uh, you know, General Lee's army is, is somewhere out in those trees, the anxiety of not even knowing how many more people might be coming, you know, makes it a lot worse. Yeah. You know, Thor, Thor, Thor beats that one uh, troll, but, you know, how, how many more trolls might there be, you know, under the uh, Isle of Silence? Unlimited. Yeah. How do you say, did you say Midgard? How do you say, how do you, how do you say Earth and Thor? Knee, knee guard. I've been saying Midgard. And Midgard, like Asgard, and there's the Bifrost Bridge. That's called the Bifrost. Bifrost? Yeah, you're right. it's like, uh, it's like uh, Jack, uh, what's his name? Not Jack Handy. What's Torrance. that guy? Jack, Jack Horkheimer. I think you're thinking of, uh, of the Shinning. And so you walk up the rainbow, and then that gets you to As Asgard. And when you're on the way to Asgard, uh, you meet King Lear, and he greets you. But Loki tricks him, right? Loki's a trickster. Whenever I mention Buddhism on this show. Yeah. I get, uh, we or I get an email from somebody who says, you should really do a Buddhism show. Uh, I really like it. We're not going to do a Buddhism show, uh, or at least I'm not going to. Did you to. just check your email? No. Um, hmm. But I wanna, I'm saying this because the, people will ask where I'm quoting that from. And it's from the uh, Mashima Nikaya. And here, can I read it? Just a little quote about the world is swept away. Something for people yeah, to absolutely. think about as they're I, I, dealing so, with this problem. very familiar. Please, please do. Yeah, please read it. It's short. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Go. The world is swept away. It does not endure. 
The world offers no shelter. There is no one in charge. The world has nothing of its own. One has to pass on, leaving everything behind. The world is insufficient, insatiable, a slave to craving. Which sounds pretty depressing. Uh, it sounds like, wow, that, what a bummer. Uh, but it, it's really actually something, if you really understand it, it's kind of liberating because you, you realize that it's these attachments that you have. It's the, it's the concept that things should be a certain way. Uh, non-stressful, for example, that, well, my house shouldn't be in shambles right now. My work shouldn't be stressful. This person shouldn't be telling me that I need to get this thing done. It's when you believe that things shouldn't be the way that they are. That doesn't right. mean don't don't improve things. It doesn't mean don't try and make things better. Does that better. help your stress, though, to think about that? Like, when you're in, when you're caught up, and to me, anxiety is its own fuel. It's, oh, it's a, yeah. It's a, it becomes... That's pretty good. Yeah, it that's a, really a positive, good. Journal you know, that. Like, like a digital delay. It becomes like a positive feedback loop because the thought starts hearing itself and starts amplifying and making more thoughts like that. You know, like a, you know, whatever with the, you know, the synergy of like two waves making up, you know, much more um, logarithmically like bigger wave. Yeah. I think I got just, I just got four kinds of science wrong. Uh, <laughs> but that's, here's my question though for you. So like, for example, we can sit here and go like, oh man, I got some good advice for you. Yeah. The world, the world just fades away. And then you go, yeah, that, that's really true. Yeah. In thanks for, thanks for say, helping. <laughs> See you right, later. <laughs> in the same way that I could say to a teenager, right? I could say to somebody who's 12 and like has boners and weird, weird hair. I, I could say to them, you know what? It's, I, it's really, it's going to be Okay. You just got to remember to be who you are and remember that you're a special little guy and everything will be okay. You know, uh, I'm 45 now and I know that that's actually true. Do you know how little that helped me when I was that age? It helped me the opposite of help. Mm. It, 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 It so not helped me because now I know I'm, I'm getting what seems like BS so what I'm trying, no, no, and I'm saying, I'm not saying what you're saying is being, what I am saying is that what, what you're describing there, this is, here's my problem with Buddhism, apart from the sitting, is that the tenets of Buddhism require such, well, no, the ethics, the ethics and psychology of Buddhism are completely engrossing to me. I can't think of another system in the world that makes as much sense to me in my heart and my head. But part of the problem with like what you just described not the problem, but the challenge of what you described is it takes years and years and years of a Buddhist practice to get to where that has a place. Where it actually makes any real sense and there's anything you can actually do with it. It might take you another 20 years of practice after that to go, you know what? The stress never goes away. That's true. It's, it's, it's not a question of whether I'm going to feel stressed or not. Buddhism does not make me, or, or, or sitting, does not make me relaxed. It makes me aware and in that instant, I, I'm probably using the wrong word there, but 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 that's I think that's part of the MacGuffin. Like we said before, with, with with meditation in general, the the idea is not to like as you say zone out or zen out. You know, the idea is to be there and be okay with that tumult. And that's that's the big difference. People think people like they're, they're like these monks that like just, just sit around and you know holding a lotus flower and like being peaceful. It's like no, their life is full of all kinds of crap too, and it's just they figured out the extent to which they can be okay with that, right? And then you go to the other end of the spectrum, maybe. I'm sorry, I want to let you answer that. But just, just to go to the other spectrum, you can become like me, and sometimes I go dark, where I'm like, oh my gosh, I, don't even want to, I can't think about this, I can't think about this. Right, I got so much to do right now, I can't even think about this. Or like, there's this one thing that's such who doesn't, a... Who doesn't do that, if they're being honest with themselves? 
I, I don't know. There are some people, like my friend John Roderick, I mean, he's certainly got his share of problems. I mean, gosh darn it, he's got his share of problems. He's a very, very flawed man. <laughs> but he relishes, like his, his whole, like, Veltenschong is about, like, confronting difficult things. You know what I mean? We have a mutual friend that I've described as uh, not feeling alive until he's angry. I, I think some people are like that. Some people with ADD yeah. need a certain amount of stimulation and if you like stress before they can get anything accomplished. Well, there, yeah, there are people who very clearly, if they feed off of stress because it's it for whatever, or anxiety or for whatever reason, this has been something that anything that you do, I used to mm-hmm. know a lady, uh, she's a, a therapist, uh, you know, like a mental, mental health therapist. And she would always say, you know, if, if there's somebody who's doing something and it doesn't make sense to you, you know, that's part of whatever bizarre coping skill that they have learned to deal with the, the stress of life, of being alive. And for whatever odd reason, that is working for them. If or, it, or you know, it well, might make or, or no sense familiar, to you, but it's familiar. It's familiar. There's, yeah, yeah, there's some, or familiar, as you say. There's, say there's something about it that is a comfortable thing or process or behavior for them. And, and it, whether it's habitual, even if it's bad for them, but don't, you know, people who seem to always be surrounded by drama for whatever reason. And they seem, they seem to not like it. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> you know, but no, but you, you know what I'm saying is that is I, it, I absolutely know what you're saying. And I, you know, my answer to that. Yeah. We talked about it yesterday. Yeah. And, and it just, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's something that like, you don't understand why. Well, there's something about that dynamic that is comfortable or familiar or in some way is uh, as unhealthy as it seems. It's still working for that. Well, person. almost everybody is a junkie about something. Um, you know, I have, uh, I have people in my family. I have a, a family member who's a professional trainer and I would describe her as an exercise junkie just in the sense that if she doesn't get like, like literally like hours a day of exercise, she gets really weird. Um, there are some people who are junkies for stress. Um, just, just to go back to the ADHD thing for half a sec. Yeah. Uh, like my, my sense of time has always been distorted. Uh, just in the sense that uh, I, I sometimes have a really hard time really understanding like the, the functional amount of time I have to do something until it's almost too late. You know, I remember Cory Doctor linked to something a long time ago, back when I, I, I could read Boing Boing. That there was something along the lines of they, they'd done these tests, turns out, on people and found that people will make these commitments to really, really giant things uh, very, very far away in the future, but they're much less they're much less likely to do it the closer and closer it gets. On the one hand, that makes a lot of sense because you go, duh, you need lots of time to do it. But it's really it's a different there's a different principle in place for most of us here, which is that the future seems like the seemingly endless amount of time to do anything. And right now, we're always, like, you're going, now, oh my gosh, how could I possibly, let's say even like three months from now, if you're really stressed out and somebody goes, hey, can you have lunch with George Clooney in three months? You might go, ah, I don't even have time to say no, I got to go because you're so freaking out. Well, what makes you think if you're always behind on everything and you're always late with everything, you're always stressed out by everything, if, if you're living in that little waiting pool of personal melodrama, like, what's going to happen six months, a year, 15 years from now? Because here's the really sick and sad part. It's like, it's extremely likely you're going to be just as stressed out or more by then. And that's where you get into the tolerance part. Whether, whether you're a monk or whether you're an oncologist or whether you're somebody who writes a song for Squarespace, like you need to be, <laughs> uh, you need to understand the amount of stress you can tolerate and what your options are for doing something about it when it becomes too much. So here's my question to you. Okay, go ahead. 
your uh, Vipassana uh, Dali Dali Dharma. When 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 you 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 read that very lovely and actually I'm guessing very well translated. Was that what's that originally in? Was that was it Polly? No. Uh, yeah, that would be Polly for sure. Yeah. Well, I thought that's very well translated. It was good. Thank uh, you. Parlance. Oh, you did that yourself, huh? Of course, yeah, I translate, you know, every, that's all I do now. Hmm. I just hmm. sit around and translate from the Polly to English. I go, I go Polly to Sanskrit to derp derp. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to learn to talk derp derp. I'm trying to get my friend Bridget to teach me how to talk derp derp and she won't do it. Every time I ask her, she goes derp to derp and I say, that's not what I asked for. Anyway, there, there are different translations. Would you like to hear several more? No, what okay. I'd like to ask you is, uh, I don't want to pop the cobbler here, yeah, but no. uh, you and I, you and I have both spent enough time together to know that we get stressed out. That is true. If, if you're honest, like, be, be, you know, because, you know, and I, I think there's levels of honesty. We should talk about that someday. Okay, good. Um, what comfort does that quote give you when you're super stressed out? Or, not comfort, I'm sorry, that's a trick question. Like, what is that quote, does that quote come to mind, and then does it help you deal with, get rid of, or gladly suffer that stress? Like, when you think about that, that lovely quote you read, like, what's the functional component, component, as you like to say, what's the functional component of that when you are in the middle of that stress, and you're in that waiting pool of, of uh, melodrama, melancholy? Well, you're asking what it would be for the person for whom... I'm asking you if that helps when you're stressed out, because I'm guessing when you're stressed out, the last thing in the world you need is a Buddhist quote. Well, like, I think, I think it depends... who's depressed doesn't have the brain juice to tell them there's hope for depression. I think it depends on what your, the rest of your Buddhist practice is like. I think if, if you think about this stuff a lot, if you're doing regular sitting meditation, if you're listening to Dharma talks, if your mind is in that place when you're in a situation and and you can reflect on something like that, then I would say, yes, it's helpful. But if you're just like a dude who listens mm-hmm. to this show and thinks Buddhism sounds kind of cool and then something doesn't go your way and you think about this, you're <laughs> like, screw that crap, you know, <laughs> like it, it doesn't help at all. So I think it's, you know, it, it's the same thing as like if, if, and I can, I can relate to this from my own personal experience if I think back to my childhood and things like that, you know, during going to synagogue during the high holy days and we're supposed to, you know, like pray, I, I never had any association with that. Prayer didn't, I didn't connect with that. I didn't have any kind of, so I would see people in there who were very clearly in prayer and, you know, as much as I tried to connect with that, it didn't ever do anything for me. So if somebody would say, well, just pray about it or something like I, that didn't have any meaning or connection or direct uh, association in my life. So whereas one person might find great solace in in some kind of prayer, that they're going to come away from that saying, "Wow, I prayed and I feel oh my, I feel better," or my, you know, I feel like I have direction now, or I've had a connection. But I never had that. So I'm not saying I, I couldn't have it, or, but I, it never happened for me as hard as I ever tried. So what I could flip this back to you and say. Yeah. Well, what good would prayer do if a loved one is ill? Uh, if you know that, how is that going to help anybody? Well, the answer for the people who it does help is, well, it helped me a lot. So for me, a quote like that, a re- reflection on that sutta, is going to have a lot of effect. But for the guy who just like heard it and thought maybe I'll try it, um, it might not have any. In fact, it might make them very angry. I read something on the spine of a Martha Stewart uh, Living magazine while I was donating <laughs> the other day. <laughs> like where I get so much of my wisdom. Um, 
by uh, by reading Martha's Spine. I and I uh, it was a good quote. I mean, it's not her quote. It's easy enough to pull out good quotes. I think Rachel Marx said that, or Milton Berle. He's probably the one who pulled out the big quote. Uh, but it was something along the lines of uh, <laughs> um, a mother is not uh, someone to lean on. A mother is someone who helps you not need leaning. I like that. It's again as usual. Tough love. Don't email me. I'm sure I got it wrong. Yeah, well, you not did. necessarily. I mean, I, I, I could be, could be, but I think part of the the, the notion in something like that is, uh, and the reason I mention it obviously is, is is to try and answer your question, which is, well, if you think prayer is is the request line for Q105, like don't be super surprised if they don't play Kiss on my list. Here's the thing, Dan. If you're going to sow your wild oats, you got to walk down the hall. Taking so I turned it. Yeah. That's. If you think of, I've heard it called petitionary prayer, the idea that you're going, oh, God, please, God, make it rain today. Or, you know, I remember praying for snow days when I was a kid. I think it's called petitionary prayer. That's very different from the varieties of different kinds of prayer. When we say prayer, you could think about this as meditation. Um, I don't know if there's petitionary meditation, (laughs) but I'm very interested in the idea, though, of like you say, there's the kind of the reflection or the openness or all these things that you can have with with meditation. But but, I mean, I think there's something very different here. Back back to Martha's spine is that, well, are you looking to something like that thing you read as a way to paper over a bad way that you feel right now? Are you looking for somebody to be your uh, parent and come in and fix this for you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because this is, this is a, a really big difference. And it's, I, the reason I can say this so honestly is that I, I still suffer and, from this and struggle with this, which is that there's a really big difference between constantly seeking out solace and quick fixes that paper over something you're avoiding. And I, I avoid lots of things, right? I mean, there's, that's just, in some ways, that's what makes me creative <laughs> is the ability to um, transitively avoid certain things and focus on other things. I don't know if that's a, a personality flaw or an ADD thing or just that I'm a bad person. Do you see the distinction? I'm sure you do. This is, and this is, this is the hard part. For myself, like I've said, I mean, if there's anything that, that I, I wish were what people remembered about this show, uh, it's, it's that... I tried to I tried to summarize the book I wanted to write, as I mentioned, the book I wished I could have written with the publisher I wish would have let me have written it was um, in regard to productivity, make the time to be scared of more interesting things. We've said this before. The problem is that if you're somebody who will always be anxious and stressed out and you're always looking for a quick fix, you deny yourself the opportunity to sit on that thing until you're ready to either be okay with it or if you can do something about it. Do, do you know what I mean? I do. And I think, I think what you're describing, I mean, I still, I'm curious about like how much that is. It's not a question that you read that and you feel unstressed. It's that you read that and you feel more okay with getting through the stress. It isn't like reading, reading a, a devotional or some kind of like an inspirational flyer. Is that correct? I think so. I think it's not, it's not, well, certainly, I mean, an emotional fly is that what you said an emotional flyer oh no devotion like when i was a uh, oh. church going I was a church <laughs> right, going right, right 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 every day you could read like a little thing that would go like once there was a man whose ass was stolen and he looked <laughs> unto the ground and held forth the three-legged pig and on the road to damascus <laughs> the scales fell from paul's eyes and that's why we have popcorn chicken and then you read this did i mention i haven't been sleeping dan yes you did is there latency there is no latency. Um, but I, I, uh, I know I struggle. I, I struggle with looking for a thing that's going to make me feel better, not a thing that's going to solve the problem. 
Not necessarily, right? And because it's sometimes it feels like the way to solve the problem is to either ignore the problem or not notice the problem, right? It's like, it's like, you know, again, trying to cover your tumor with a Band-Aid in some ways. You can get more and more of those Band-Aids, but that's probably something you should get checked out. In that instance, that's not something you, sh- you, you want to just be okay with. Because yeah. talk about stress, like that will get worse. Um, but I, we should, I want to tell you about something I like. But I, I think this also gets back to this issue. You might, we may phrase this in different ways, but to me, the phrase, I, the word I keep using, as I've said before, is tolerance learning what you can tolerate, right? Like the thing where you throw the Navy SEAL in and like, you know, they're not allowed to use their hands. They're supposed to drown a little bit. Yeah. The point of that is not to get back to the surface. The point is to learn not to freak out about drowning. Very, very different. Is things. that where they, they put the little like paper yeah, the string, you put the string or something, the string. Yeah. And then right. they go under the water and they can't. Well, there's a lot of things like that. You know, like they'll, 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 uh, they'll train you in the CIA. Like they will basically torture you the way that you are likely to be tortured. Really? If a lot of guys, when they train them on how to use pepper spray, well, they, they've got to get hit with pepper spray so they know what it feels like. Right. But that's um, pepper spray. That's not like waterboarding somebody. Well, was it Christopher Hitchens they did that too? That was, that was, wow, that was crazy when they did that. But they'll do stuff like that to go like, be ready. This is what it happens for. This is how it happens. But, you know, on the one hand though, like, you know, David Allen, uh, uh, he's, who's the author of uh, Getting Things Done, which is uh, copyright uh, David Code 2001, says that the, the, the last time, <laughs> the, the, the worst time in the world to prepare for a fight is when you're getting jumped in an alley. Ah. And he applies that to um, work, you know, by saying, you know, really, <laughs> everybody's busy. Everybody's got stuff to do. You know, if you're not setting aside time to, 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 to basically what, I'm not going to say sharpen the saw. Oh my God, I have to put this pencil in my eye. But uh, but if you're not setting aside time to train, if you like, you know, what is what is training when you're an athlete in some ways? Well, training is obviously you want to stay strong, you want to avoid injuries, you want to get better. But if you just keep pole vaulting a lot, when you're in the on the day that you need to pole vault, you're probably going to do a better job, right? Because you've done a lot of pole vaulting. Well, if you've done a lot of Taekwondo, you're going to handle that alley situation better. You know, you've gotten your butt kicked a lot in Taekwondo and now you're more prepared for that. I think the response of a lot of people, including me, to something like stress uh, is to do something very different from that. As, as, obvious as, that, as obvious as all of that sounds intellectually, preparing yourselves for it. I think instead, it would be the equivalent of getting jumped in the alley and trying to cover your ears and go la, 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 la. There's not much you can do about it now that it's happening, right? But, you know, the, the papering over part is a huge thing for me. Uh, and like I say, I think that in some ways that can help me help me be more creative. But we don't train to have the tolerance to either be okay with what's happening or to do something about it. Do, do you know what I mean? I do. And that tolerance, in your case, that meant, might have meant something like you are you are you're taking that time every day to meditate for one reason to 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 get if you like better at meditation. You're not doing it to get laid. You're, you're, <laughs> you're doing it. Because the more time you spend with that, the more time you'll be able to spend with that. Right. Right. If you could sit there and think about your nostrils for five minutes, you're way further along than you are by not thinking about your nostrils for not 30 seconds. Like that's, you, you start somewhere and you build up. And um, we should come back to this in a second. But I'm very interested. As I said before, I, you know, I think this tolerance thing becomes huge. And, and the more I think about it, the more that I think tolerance is, is a kind of training. And in the case of stress, we'll come back to some, maybe some functional components in a sec, but I think part of the stress thing is realizing that how much stress you, you can tolerate. And then if, if there's a way that you either want to be able to tolerate more stress, if you want to be able to tolerate more stress, what do you have to change to get good at that? Mm. Or if you want to have less stress in your life, 
that you just, you know, you can't handle it and don't want to handle it. Well, then how do you change that? Yeah. You know? No, you're developing a skill. And that's why a lot of the time they call when you're doing, when you're sitting, they call it practicing. You're practicing for when you will actually face stress and mm-hmm. you're developing the skills that you can use. It's like, you know, Miyagi asked Danielson, uh, well, then why train? He says, well, <laughs> so I don't have to fight. That's why he's training. He's right. thinking he's be, he's setting himself up so he can be prepared. Why are you meditating? You're not meditating to deal with stress. You're meditating so you won't have to deal with stress. That's tricky, but it's good. I That's like really it. good. Can I tell you about something I like? Yeah. What is it? What do you? What do you? Uh, what do you want? What do you like? Why don't you do it? You're you're the one that's putting the time here. See, you blew it. You you you, you almost had it. I know. Tell me about this thing you like. What's it called? I don't know. What do you want to do? Oh my god, I'm so angry right now. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. This is your baby. This is your thing. This is huge. Okay, I'm going to try to keep it short. I'm right. try to keep it short. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever heard about this, uh, this thing, Squarespace? I have never heard of it. Can you tell me about it, please? It's an $8 ice cream thing uh, where you go in and you get a clicky keyboard. Right? Okay. You get a waiting pool full of sorrow <laughs> and uh, you get a, uh, an apple galette practice. Squarespace, <laughs> Squarespace, you know what Squarespace is. It's a great place to to have a, a hosted blog or journal or site of any kind. It's a it's a dynamite site, and uh, we're big friends of theirs. This is uh, this is a big month, huge it's a huge month, month. <laughs> because Squarespace has just introduced something new and really cool. And, and I know that we have both done this, but if you have not done this yet, if you've been holding back, uh, grab your. Well, well, if you're if you're wearing pants, grab them because here, here's the thing. Now, when you sign up for a new Squarespace account, and I believe this goes for does this go only for the annual and and two year account? Yeah, the annual and the two year accounts. Yes, you sign up, you sign up and subscribe um, for for a new account on Squarespace, and you get a free domain name that you register right in the dingus. Yeah, you just type in you type in the domain name you want. You just type yeah. it in and say, yeah, I want. Okay, you want that? Yes, you get it. Right. And Assuming, so I, I mean, it has to be available. They're not going like, right. to steal it from someone else. But if it's available, you just type it in. Boom. It's already linked up. It's linked up to your account. One step. They register it for you. Well, I, I share this with you and Lil Ryan. Can I share this with our audience? Remember the, my sign-up process? Yes. I, I, said, I, wrote it, I wrote it down. So here's the thing. Lil Ryan, uh, Ryan Stansky, Ryan said, hey, look, I think I just was, hey, because, you know, he's a little stony. He's a little stony. <laughs> he, I think he's, he's, he's getting to that age now where he's trying things out. He's getting, he's, <laughs> Experimental. Yeah. I mean, you know what? It's normal for kids. Uh, and so, so Ryan said, how about this? He said, why don't you go in and register, start over, not start over, but start again, go register a whole new Squarespace account, sign up for a year and go through this. Cause I want you to see this domain name thing. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever I'll do, go do that. Uh, this was what, two days ago. And this is absolutely true. And you can, you can, I hope you will verify that, that you did this even faster. I sat down at 345 PM by 348 PM. I had a new Squarespace account and it was paid for for a year. At 3.49 p.m., I had a domain name on that account. So in four and a half minutes, I went from not being on the Squarespace site to having a new Squarespace site with a domain name that I picked and got associated with it. And after, of course, they don't control propagation, but about 15, 20 minutes later, the domain was hanging on my brand new site. So... Just, you know, for legal reasons, we have to tell you, you don't literally hit a couple buttons and get a website, but you go show me how you start from not having an internet presence. Let's say you got a credit card and a dream. Right. You sit down and f- gosh darn, four and a half minutes later, you're set up. And what was your experience? It was, it was essentially the same, but I, I don't know why it took you so long. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I haven't been sleeping much. Yeah, maybe you you know you hit the, I don't know Doing if you hit the back we, button, but it was. You, but it was. I mean, it's beautiful. It's easy. It's it couldn't be easier. It couldn't be. I got getgruber.com as my domain name, and I got it to make this even even more entertaining. I did the entire process. I don't usually when I'm doing these shows. I don't, I'm I'm not multitasking because if I do, I, I completely, uh, you know, zone out on, you, you forget know, reading, how close to the metal circus reading is. comic books or whatever. I can't do it. And I used to read co- a lot of comic books during the, you know, John show, but I can't anymore. And, but I thought yesterday, I thought, well, this is a great opportunity to do this because we had mentioned the getgruber.com domain name on the talk show. And I said, let me just, I'll register this right right after the show. So as soon as the show was done, I went through it, I registered it, and it, I don't even know if it took four and a half minutes. And that seems like it took, but I just went in there, boom, it was done. And now there's, right. there's an entire website created moments later. It's amazing. It really is amazing. It's a one-stop shop. Well, I went in and I registered, um, I got my new site and I registered a domain. You know what I got? What did you get? I got foundmyplace.net. That's great. Because we just started a new project with Squarespace, um, which is going to be about getting to the stuff that we talk about with Squarespace and how Squarespace and Back to Work are kind of in the same business, which is the business of helping you do stuff and think less about fiddling uh, with all the stuff that becomes a barrier to what you do. And so we're doing a thing with Squarespace, and it just launched last night uh, at about one in the morning, if memory serves. So go to uh, findmyplace.net, and you'll see that uh, I'm going to write four, write and perform uh, four songs for our friends at Squarespace uh, around this issue of what I'm calling uh, Found My Place. And uh, so the first, the first uh, song is up. Is there, chance, is there a chance you'd like to hear it? I would actually love to hear this song. Do you think the audience would care to, to hear it? I'm not, I'm not sure that should really factor into it. That's would true. You be, would you be interested in hearing it? Yes, sir. Okay, boom. I used to wander around and wonder what I should do. I didn't know what to say or who to say. It's an obstacle Yeah, I was in a bad place. You can't get out. I bought a dozen notebooks and a pen of 16, but then I That's, that's, the, that's the song. It's called I love that. That's awesome. Did you catch the ending? I did catch the ending. <laughs> I went, was that while the keyboard was still functional, or was it all just a prop at that point? That's back before I had to blow my pee. That's when it still worked. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is a, this is a, we're very excited to do this, and we're very grateful. So good. For doing we had a, a little applause for that, I think. Yeah, so, so four, and a, four and a half minutes. Uh, it took longer. <laughs> oh, by the way, did you see a little running dude? See I did see dude? the little running dude. Is that, uh, who is that? That's not Sam Balacon. <laughs> Jordash made those. I bought those. I bought those last night from Jordash. Oh, Symbolicons, yes. Symbolicons. Uh, is, that, is that from Star Trek? He's the young man who uh, does the, the artwork for all of our 
uh, all of our shows on Five by Five. So, oh, he's he's the best. So, anyhow, here's the thing. Uh, number one, or 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 B, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Anyway, so there's this new thing, which is going to be for the the next uh, probably next four weeks. I know we're doing four of these, but I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna do uh, four songs. And I'm gonna put it up on the site because because I really honest I honestly do feel that uh, there there is a there's a connection here, which is that we're trying to help you be more creative and do what you want. And what I love about Squarespace is if you want a place, you know, and that's, that's not officially like a branded Squarespace thing. I just came up with that. But if you need a place to put stuff, you're four and a half minutes away. Boom. And you got your, you got your own domain. So, so here's the thing. You got to go to uh, squarespace.com slash back to work. Uh, this will all be in show notes as usual. And uh, now Ryan actually laid out exactly how this works for me. You go to squarespace.com slash back to work. Uh, and here's the thing. If you buy if month to month, right? If you buy it every month, it's going to be uh, $10. Uh, for their for their regular account, twenty dollars for their uh, blown out account. Now here's the thing: if you pay for a whole year of that, you get twenty percent off. You buy two years, you get twenty five percent off. If you use the offer code from Back to Work, you'll get another ten percent on top of that. And that's just so many percent that I I, I see so many percent here in my text file that I'm kind of confused. So that's actually a lot of percent. Do, do you follow Dan? You yeah, it's a, there's a it's just a little it's a little recipe. And if you want to, it's like when you go and you have a coupon. And you have another coupon that can double the uh, the first coupon if you buy a certain number of things. That's I like what it doubles it. Yeah, then double it. Talking about uh, Jewel Osco. What are you talking about? I don't know. Is that what he's called? Sure. Secret, Secret Agent Osco. Yeah. So anyway, you go to go there, and uh, and so what what'll happen is, and I, this is the first time I've ever, I've actually used the offer code. I used our own offer code, which I I hope hope that doesn't make me go blind. I used it too. <laughs> Really? Okay, I'm making hair on my palms. So you go in and uh, and you sign up for that, and then there's a thing you'll see like what is like a redeem code or something like that. Yeah. And, and because it is the month of five, Dan, it's a new month, it's a new domain thing, it's a new thing. Are you ready? Do, do you know what? Do you know what this month's uh, code is? Say it. No, I want you to say it. This is your thing. And you get you get You're the. The one who says it though. No, you have to say it. Go ahead, caller. That's it. No, literally, literally. No, that's ahead, it. Caller. It's no, not like a who's on first thing. That's code. that's the yeah. offer code. Go ahead, caller. One 10% word. Off. 10% off uh, on top of uh, whatever you get in the Squarespace. And, uh, and so anyway, congratulations, Squarespace. This, this domain thing is kind of cool because, you know, if you're a dork like us and you host a million websites and you got all these DNS things going on, like that's so awesome. But let me just return to first principles here. If there is a person in your life who does not want to deal with stuff <laughs> with, with a website, I'm just serious. You go in with a credit card and like you've got a site with a domain name like in the time it would take you to finish your nachos. Right. So uh, go to squarespace.com slash back to work. Our offer code this month is go ahead caller. And please keep an eye on um, foundmyplace.net. It's it's a Squarespace site. So all I did was have to throw in that MP3. And now it's also available as a podcast. So if you can subscribe to that as a podcast, you can look at it in RSS or you can ignore it completely at your peril. But uh, we're very grateful to Lil Ryan and to uh, Squarespace for supporting 5 by 5 and back to work. Did you look at the picture of the GarageBand file? That's beautiful. No, it's not. It's harrowing. Oh, my God. Look at that. I don't know how you... I mean, no offense to GarageBand. Ooh. But I don't know how you do it. That's a lot of tracks. You sell those. They call them swim lanes. I'm familiar with lots of tracks, but in GarageBand, everything just moves so slow. It's so like you're working through molasses. I think... I think... uh, What do you call it in logic? You call it bouncing when you want to export something? Sure. Yeah. I'm on this this cruddy Mac Pro that I'm pretty sure won't run Mountain Lion, and because uh, I tried to install and it didn't really work. Did you put this link how to turn two or three days into seventy four seconds into the show notes? Oh no! 
Is oh, that dude, that's related go, to this? Go to, right? that, go to the found my place uh, post and look at the bottom. That's the that's the final version. Of oh, the there it is. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's got a lot of vocals, and I cheated. I totally cheated on that seventh chord. I I cheated and I did something I've never done before. Like I what? feel so bad. I pitch, not not pitch. I pitch corrected a little bit, but now I did the. Um, I had a, I added a fake third and a fake fifth. <laughs> I didn't actually sing it. I sang a, I sang a one, uh-huh. but, but <laughs> and I turned it down so it's not too. But enough about that. It was really fun to do. But like as as silly as this pop song was, like it took me like so, my gosh, so <laughs> to do. But it's really fun. And so it's gonna be. I'm very excited about these. I think it's gonna be fun. I'm gonna quit talking about it now. But. Uh, I said, you know, uh, I was, I've been working a lot on this and it's funny because I started to feel shades of cranking, not just in the sense that like I've had a lot I wanted to do. I had a, a certain standard for what I wanted to do. You can love this or not, but like I had a thing I wanted to do. And so my wife and my kid have been really cool about like letting me spend a lot of time on this in the last few days for these two big projects. And I said, I said to Eleanor, I said, I feel really bad. Uh, you know, I, I love hanging out and I feel bad about the time I'm spending on this, but I was like, the, the biggest blessing and gift that you can have is to get to work hard on something you like. It so sucks to have to work hard on something you don't like. Or for that matter, to, to not have to work hard on something you don't like. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Talk yeah. about stress. I mean, what can make you more stressful than feeling like you have got to be dedicated, interested, you have to feign interest, enthusiasm, uh, an industry for something that you don't actually actually care about. That's a terrible segue because it sounds very fine. For, that's fine for Merlin, yeah. but I, I think it is. I think this, this is what happens with stress. I honestly have not been sleeping much, which is just my own fault because I'm learning a lot of things for the first time here. I'm, if you not want to say challenging myself, but like that's easily the most ambitious thing I've ever tried to do in GarageBand and whatever. Like I say, you can like it or not. It sounds like 42 different bands I liked in the 90s, but uh, I uh, I. <sighs> That's not stressful. Like stressful is it sucked today to wake up at 5.30 and know that I had to hustle for this early call. That kind of sucked. But I was excited and I came in and even though I felt really bad, like that's such a great feeling. That, that doesn't make me feel stressed. It makes me feel excited. But I have felt stress about a lot less work in my life personally. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you've got four projects that are not that hard but really suck, you know, it's like fighting four-year-olds. You know, mm. you get enough of them, they're going to win. Here's the thing, Dan. A four-year-old is not a, a tough opponent, right? <laughs> Unless it has a, a literal hammer from Asgard. <laughs> right. <laughs> four-year-old Thor. You ever read the uh, Superhero Squad? I'm, I'm not familiar with his work. <gasps> Are you kidding me? No, never. Oh, it's got like little, like, uh, you know what? It's what? that. I still got to do the Aristocrats Superhero Squad. Um, stress. There's a big distinction, big distinction here, I think. There's at least one and probably more distinctions. One is um, stress is something in my life that is bad and it is toxic, really, in the sense that it will harm your body, turns out. This is actual stuff. Like if you are stressed out and you're in a state of, state of stress for a long time, you will do stuff like have a heart attack. Mm-hmm earlier than other people. There Mm -hmm. are things that will happen to your body if you let stress stay with you forever. So, you know, in an ideal world, you'll never have stress. Only you probably will have stress. It's just, what are you going to be stressed about? What's going to be okay for you to be stressed about? And then kind of what are your options? This is kind of like my old bromide about procrastination. It sounds so silly and everybody rolls their eyes about, but the procrastination is what happens when you temporarily forget who you are, uh, what you should pay attention to, and what your options are for doing something about it. I really believe that. Like, that's the best definition of procrastination. 
in a overarching useful way that I've ever found. Uh, but that's what's happening here in some ways, right? Stress is feeling like stress is not like, oh, I have too much to do. Stress is like, oh my God, I have no way out of this. Right. It's the no way out thing. And that's, that's the tough part. That's the toughest part. That's the thing that used to be the, the most terrifying is like, especially when you take on, you know, when I was first starting to do consulting work, you know, you are all, the definition of that is biting off more than you can chew. And then you realize that like, <laughs> right. I, now I can't get out of this. Like I've committed right. to this thing. And I don't, I don't know if I can do it and I'm stuck doing it no matter what. And there's no one to help me. Right. That's scary. That's no, true. And I mean, like, like you say, like, who's going to turn away work, especially when you're starting out. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like, and again, not to make it about me, but like we we were fortunate enough with our with our two of our anchor uh, sponsors that we got to do two cool creative projects that happened to be due the same week. Yeah, convenient. <laughs> and they both required me to do things I hadn't done before. Yeah. So, like I say, I mean, like that's that's. So I just got a nice DM from a friend of mine who who asks the musical question, "Who's allowed to make you stressed out?" That's a. I think that's a really mm. good way to put it. What should the answer be? Uh whoever you're okay with being allowed to stress you out. Mm. Now, obviously, if it's the police, right? If Colombo comes to your house, you're just going to get stressed out. There's not that much you can do about it. Yeah. So maybe one answer, one pseudo answer to this is that, well, you know, it's almost like the, uh, what do you call it? The four secret ingredients? What do you call it? And you got the four, uh, you got the four, uh, the four monkeys. Anyway, yeah, there's always going to be suffering, it's right? 12 monkeys. 12 monkeys. Oh, I'm sorry. I think you're thinking of Brad Bird. He's the one that's in that uh, movie you don't like uh, with the guy from the Avery Labels. Oh, the one about... Uh, John Tyler. John Tyler Durden. Tyler Durden, yeah. Avery Label guy. And he has nothing to do with Andrew Jackson that we know of. Not as far as I'm aware. Which one's Tippy Canoe and Tyler too? That's Tyler, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Tippy Canoe is not a boat. That's a battle, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Um, Yes, stress will always be there in one way or another. Put differently, stress, there will always be uh, things that are presented to you that will be more than you want to or can handle. I, I think that's probably reasonable to say. Like, people you love are going to die. Right. And like, there's never going to, well, hopefully, God willing, there won't be stuff in your life that's more stressful than that. But that's stress. I remember as a kid, I don't know where I saw this, maybe probably the book of lists, but <laughs> I don't know where they came up with this. But it was a list of like an index of the amount of stress caused by various events. You know, so like, oh, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. The top, one, top one was like the death of a very close loved one. Uh, a high one was losing your job. And then there was stuff like getting a hair caught in your watch band. Right. Because they all cause these. It's like when they rate peppers, you know, you got the scotch bonnets and whatnot. It's like finding out, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just it's like it's like, uh, I, I, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're going to be all right, right but, but though. You're going to be all right. I might need to lay down. So, okay, so we should wrap this up. The one, the one component is accepting on some level that stress will always be there. Do we agree that that is something that we've kind of got to just deal with? I think so. Yeah. Um, then, then there is, I think, the second level of that is probably something along the lines of developing a tolerance or a coping mechanism, if you like. The trouble mm -hmm. with a coping mechanism is that it doesn't really make the problem go away. Coping mechanism is kind of a friendly word for compartmentalization. It's mm. a way of saying like, you know, but, and, but certainly that coping, part of that coping is developing certain kinds of tolerance. Maybe the real pro level of tolerance in some way is to know in a, like a serenity prayer way, what are the things that I not only can, but have to let go of? And then what are the things where I have to either reframe it or obviously do something about it? 
And then, you know, that, that next level up where it really does get fine from Rowan or fine for whomever cares about their life is, uh, <laughs> yeah, deciding who's allowed to stress you out. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. If there's somebody at work who's stressing you out, uh, they've been stressing you out for a year, they are stressing you out, stressing you out today, like, is it going to be okay for them to be stressing you out five years from now? Are you getting to make and do the stuff you like? Or, you know, whatever. Like, who, I'm not, we're getting back, I'm accidentally getting us back into this do what you love thing. I like but it, like, though. It's it, strong. Well, yeah. But I mean, if, if you're, if you don't feel like, if you feel like things have stopped being tolerable in your life and work, and that stress has become something that's always there, it might be useful to at least ask, well, is it the kind of stress that I'll always have? Um, or is it potentially the kind of stress that is just happening right now is happening in a, yes, in a trans transient, a painfully painful, but transient way. Uh, is it the kind of stress where I could find a way to do something, you know, it's with the world or in my cognition and decision-making that could make it better. Um, or is it the kind of thing where I could just be okay and then not be stressed about it? And if it's somebody, if I need to fire my boss to make the stress go away, you know, that's an option. Or, you know, or fire somebody. Tell your mother-in-law to go get her own damn place. She's yeah, got money. About she's time. Got, you know much, Do you know how much money she's got? More than me. <sighs> Calmer than you. Calmer than you are. Calmer than you are. Am I wrong? Yeah, but... Yeah. Got a rash. You want to button this up? Yeah, I think that would be appropriate. Mm, so would I. Ha uh-huh. ha. <laughs> I love you. I love you, man.